Yeah, this won't take long, but I do believe it's important and I do believe that it ties in with everything that has been said. Uh, we are going to finish off just the last verses and I'm going to do something visual as well, just with what I feel God has spoken to me about. And I am believing that we're going to go out with a bang. All right? So uh, get ready because I believe God has something very specific to say to us. And as, as I say, I believe God will give me help and grace to, to say this very quickly. All right, and, and I believe it will be very simply as well. So let's just read from uh, Hebrews 13, starting at verse 17, right down to 25, and then very quickly I'm going to go through, the, through these chapters, and I, I think it's going to make sense to you. The first few verses, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would, that would certainly not be for your benefit. Pray for us, for our conscience is clear, and we want to live honourably in everything we do. And especially pray that I will be able to come in, able to come back to you soon. So the, those verses are about your spirit, your leaders, and they speak for themselves. Don't have to say anything more than that. Just, I believe that you would all be praying for your spirit, your leaders, and all of your many different varied churches. That I would be great if you could just pray for your spirit, your leaders. That's what the Bible says you should do. And then it just, the writer to the Hebrews is saying, and pray for us. And I just felt uh, over the last few days that I wanted you to pray for me uh, over the summer, that I would hear God, that I would hear uh, what it is that he wants to say to you next year, that I would know whether it's Hebrews or whatever. It'll not be Hebrews, we've just done that, but whatever book it might be or whatever way God wants to take Egal's forward, that I, would, that I would know that, that I would hear that from God. And then it goes on to say, the writer says, Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him for ever and ever. Amen. And so you see here that the writer here is now, he's given like a benediction. He's like speaking over all of these Jewish, these Hebrews, these Jewish believers. And he's, 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 he's making a, he's declaring something good over their lives. And that's what I feel I wanted to do with you today. I wanted to declare over your lives uh, the, the same benediction. I felt that God said to me it was really important uh, to, to speak this over your lives. This is what I am praying for you as you go out here today and as you go forward for this, for this uh, summer period. Uh, that, and I've just put it into a few lines. That through the blood of the eternal covenant, the God of peace and the great shepherd of the sheep would make you perfect or complete. Some of your translations will say perfect, some might say complete. In every good work to do his will, that's the outward stuff. And to work in you what is pleasing in his sight. So that God, as you enter this summer period, that you would, I'm praying for you, that you might go out of here knowing that because of the covenant and the blood of Jesus that makes you his daughter, that you can go out and that through you he wants to do various things that maybe you haven't even imagined yet. But not only does he want to do something through your life, but he wants to do something in you as well. And it's all through the blood of Jesus. And I think that is the most amazing thing. And that, those words, perfect or complete, in the Greek, they come from 
the Greek word kartisio, used with reference to four different things. The setting of a bone, the mending of a fishing net, the readying of a ship for a journey, and the equipping of an army for battle. And oh, wouldn't you just love to have time to go into each of those? But really, really quickly, here's what I feel that God is saying to us through this verse. I believe that, that, that this benediction, this is the writer of the Hebrews, is speaking this over the Jewish believers. And I'm, I'm repeating it. I'm speaking it over you. That, that the blood of Jesus is able to make you perfect and complete. And that means that if there's something broken in your life, like a broken bone, that God, through the power of the blood of Jesus, wants to heal that. And as Catherine said, the, the price has been paid. It's already paid for. You just have to know it. You don't have to scramble or, or, or do penance or anything else. Just know it. It's done when Jesus died for you. And he can repair those things that are broken in your life. In the, in the, new, in the, living, um, the living Bible gives the meaning of that word, uh, cartasio. He says it's like to arrange or to set an order, to equip to complete what's lacking, to complete, to mend. And he says it's a bit like um, restoring a fallen brother or a sister. So if there's something in your life that you feel has been broken or you feel that you've lost part of who you are or long life's journey or you've been hurt or you've been wounded, well, God, the power of the blood of Jesus, and I'm going to do a wee thing in a minute, a wee visual thing, we visual aid as we finish with, but the power of the blood of Jesus, the power of what Jesus did on the cross for you is enough to heal the brokenness in your life. He wants to set your bone that has been broken, that thing that's hard, that, that thing that's caused you pain. He wants to set it in place and he wants to bring healing to it. And if that means restoration, if you've been away from God or you've, you've got sidetracked and, and just grown a little bit cool in your love for the Lord, he hasn't grown cold in his love, cold in his love for you. He's still in the same place saying, Come on, let's you know, come into my arms. Enjoy my love. I've paid the price through my blood. The second meaning of that word for perfect or complete, Cartasio, is the mending of a fishing net. And, and I love this illustration because I believe that the, the fishing net, remember Jesus said, come, you know, follow me and be fishers of men. And I, I think it speaks of testimony. And sometimes we can, we can fall into difficulties in life and we can kind of spoil our testimony through doing things maybe that grieve God or just let ourselves down a bucket full. And if you feel, oh, I've let God down or whatever, I want you to know that, that the power of the blood of Jesus is able to mend your testimony. Isn't that a brilliant thought? That the hole that maybe was in the net through stuff that you did as a human being and you failed. And I have failed many times and none of us are perfect, but he's perfect. And his blood is able to completely mend that net. To make you into a, a tight, well-fitted net that can catch men and women for God. To be a disciple for him. The third meaning of it was, that word cartasio, is the readying of a ship for battle. And I love this illustration because if we need to see ourselves as ships on a journey with Christ as our captain. That's an amazing picture. We've looked at that picture over the past month. But I believe that God wants you to understand that he's in the ship with you, that he's your captain. And you know what? He's taken you and your ship to where he wants to take you. And we spoke a little bit about that in the, in the prayer room this morning. How when, he, when he took them to cross over the Sea of Galilee, he took them right into a storm. But he wasn't one bit perturbed because he was going to go through the storm. 
And if you feel your ship's been in a bit of a storm and you're wondering what's happening, God mustn't be with me. That's a lie. Christ is in the vessel with you. He is in your ship and he knows where he's taking you. So this the blood of Jesus Christ can get you ready to go where God wants to take you. And fourthly, and I'm flying through these things because I want to get to my wee visual aid thing before we finish. The fourth one is equipping an army for battle. That the power of the blood of Jesus can equip you to be able to fight because the work has been done for us but we are in a battle in the sense of that Ephesians 6 talks about wearing our armour because there's still Satan is still squatters right here, right here. He's been defeated, but he will try to pull you astray and try to rob you. Jesus said he was a one who came to kill and to steal and to destroy. So we need to learn how to fight spiritually. And all of us know that. We need to know, and a lot of us in our mind, it's how we think. It's speaking truth and listening to God's truth that will set us free instead of those lies that the enemy tells us. Now, all of that is done through the blood and the power of the blood of Jesus. And I'm getting to my wee visually in now. So I'm declaring in all of those areas that as you go out of here, that you might know that the brokenness, whatever that is, that God's setting it. He's setting it in place. And he's going to turn it for good. And there's other broken people here who are now testifying that that's what God does. That you're going to go out knowing, well, maybe there's stuff in the past and you're ashamed of it. God can mend your fishing net. Your testimony can be as strong as ever. And you can go out there and you can, you can bring people in to know Jesus. And, um, and as far as the ship is concerned, that God's getting you ready to cross and go into the destiny that he has for you. And finally, that he's equipping you to be able to deal with the enemy whose only, only arsenal really is lies, because he deals in lies. So that's the, um, that's the benediction. But then here's what I wanted us to do with you before we finish. I wanted to do something visual, because we're talking about, these are the things that the power of the blood of Jesus can do. The power of his sacrifice, because, because he died for us, because he fulfilled all of the Old Testament sacrifices and came to be the last and final sacrifice. Catherine's right, there remains no more sacrifice for sin. Jesus finished it, it's finished, it's done with. He's already done it. But all of those Old Testament sacrifices, they were all pictures of what Jesus would one day do. And I'm going to take a, a little sacrifice that was done specifically for lepers. And I'm going to, going to do it now to be a visual thing. And uh, I think it's going to bless your heart. Because you see, the Bible, when it talks about leprosy so often, it speaks of sin. And there's so many different ways that leprosy is a type of sin in the Bible. And so when a leper was healed, he went outside the camp. He didn't go to the temple. He was outside the wall, outside the camp. And he went to the priest. And he brought with him two little birds. He brought, he brought some scarlet uh, material or wool, but bright scarlet stuff. I have some bits with me. He brought some wood and he brought some hyssop. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this now as if we were doing this we think, and I'm going to show you how it's a picture of what Jesus wants, how he wants us to live here today. Are you with me? Okay, well let's get these in. So, the priest had to have, first of all, a clay, now this is not clay, it's plastic, but sure it looks enough like clay. <laughs> so he had to have some kind of a clay bowl. And then the leper came and the leper brought with him some scarlet. So I have some scarlet here. <laughs> and as well as that, he brought um, 
He brought two little birds. Now I have <laughs> two little birds, right? And the, 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 the leper brought these two little birds with him. They probably weren't sparkly gold, but anyway, that's all we have. He brought these two little birds with him and uh, he brought them to the priest. And the priest was supposed to, the leper also had brought a piece of, uh, what's it called, hyssop, which was just like a weed. Remember when they were coming out of Egypt and they had to apply the blood on the door? They had to apply the door, the blood on the door with hyssop, which was really a weed. And they took it and dipped it in the blood and then put it on the door. And it really speaks of our faith because it's by faith we're saved and we have to apply it. And so by faith we believe that Jesus died for us and we happen to do anything, it's all done for. And so this speaks of faith. The faith of applying what Jesus did. I put the blood on myself. I, I know it's for me. So he brought this, this uh, hyssop as well. So the priest had to kill one of these little birds. Just one. So one was chosen. This little bird had to be killed. And the priest had to kill it with running water over the top of it. Speaks of running water. Speaks of life. Speaks of purity. And this little bird gave its life and the blood was in the jar. The, the clay jar speaks of Jesus Christ coming, God in human body. Remember, our bodies are made of clay. So the, the little bird speaks of Christ being given his life in a body of clay. And when a, the leper was to bring the the red, the crimson, that spoke of the blood of Jesus and that had to go in with the, in the blood with the bird and also this hyssop had to go in as well. And then this little bird that was alive, the living bird, was dipped in, oh here there was wood as well, he had to bring wood, cedar wood, and the wood had to go in as well. Now I want to suggest to you all these things are symbolic. The pot, the clay pot, was symbolic of, of Christ, Son of God, in an earthen body, body made of clay. The wood was symbolic of the cross, where he was going to die. The red crimson was symbolic of his blood. And the hyssop was symbolic of our faith, all in the pot. The little bird that didn't have to die was dipped into the blood along with all of these things. And then uh, when, uh, when the ceremony was done, the, uh, the priest, and remember Jesus, if you remember last week we said Jesus went outside the camp, we, follow, we go outside to follow him. Jesus, Jesus died on the cross outside the walls of Jerusalem. So even the fact that they had to go to the leper outside the walls, all a picture of what Jesus was gonna one day do. And so, they took the hyssop and the priest would then scatter the blood seven times on the leper. Seven's a perfect number. Creation. God finished everything on the seventh day. Seven's a perfect number. He's perfectly clean. They sprinkle the blood seven times on. And this is the bit that I wanted to get to. I want you to know this. That when you trust Jesus as your Savior, I want you to know this. That you're clean. And I so agree with you, Catherine. When we receive Jesus, we are, he has cleansed us from sins past, present, and future. 
It's a done deal. Your sins are, have been cleansed. He has paid the price for sin. There's no more sacrifice for sin. We just have to receive it. We just have to believe it. And you know, I spoke with someone today who said, oh, I, I you know, I've made a mistake last week or whatever. I'm feeling a bit bad about it. And I said, but you know, Jesus hasn't really paid for that. I spoke to somebody yesterday the same. It's paid for. We just receive it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you love me so much that you died for all my sins. They're all paid for. It's not by works lest any man should boast. And so this ceremony was simply a ceremony to show way back in the Old Testament that one day Jesus would come. He would come as God in a human body, just like the clay pot. That he would give his own blood, just like the crimson. That he would die on a cross like the wood. And that we by faith, like the hyssop, would just, an old weed, that we would just by faith apply it to ourselves. And what happened symbolically in the Old Testament was this, that the leper went away feeling cleansed, feeling that he was, his sins had been forgiven and that he was cleansed. Now the last thing the priest did, and this is the bit that I'm so excited about, because I'm going to do it now, and I'm so excited about this, because you know what the priest did then? He took the little bird that was alive, Remember, this little bird has now made, been made clean because you can imagine like marks of blood still on him because he's, he's been cleansed. And he took him out to an open field. I love that. It wasn't in some wee corner. He took him out to an open field. And then when he got him, the bird to the open field, what did the priest do? The priest set the bird free. And when that leper saw that bird soaring up, you know, I think that leper thought, what? That's me. And what was it? It's a symbol of the resurrection, of course, as well. But did, did that leper's heart not leap when he saw that bird soaring and soaring her? Out of weeds on corner? No, in the open field. As you go out of here today, girls, you are being released. There's an open field here. And look, Jerry, don't go out here to see this, Jerry, because you have to see it. <laughs> as he brought it out to the open field, it's pure, it's white, and as he released it, the bird went right up. In the <laughs> and that's the picture I want you to go away with. That you're free to fly. Because the blood's on you. And who can come near you? The devil can't touch you. You're covered in the blood of Jesus. And anybody who wants to symbolically leave, I know we did this over the weekend. Anybody who wants to come and say, you know what, I just want to go out of here with a reminder of what the power of the blood of Jesus is. Come up and we'll tie one of these on you. If you want to, you don't have to. I just feel that God wants good moments. I just feel that God wants us to know that we carry the marks of Christ in our hearts and that we are free. And you know what? The enemy has no legal right over you. Only if you believe his life. If you believe his lies, you'll get a bit of work in there. But otherwise, bless you. And so, we're gonna, yes, come on up. So we're going to just we'll pray the last song. And anybody that wants to come up during the last song, maybe a few come up, mine and a few people come up, and we'll tie them up. So just come as we're singing the song, and we'll tie away. But uh, I just love that you would just know that freedom has been bought for you been bought by the presence of Jesus. So Father, thank you for the picture of this bird flying high. 
And may every woman go out of here today, Lord, knowing that she's been bought with a price that she's not her own, and Lord, that she might learn to fly and to know who she is in Christ, clean and free, in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll have the music and we'll, we'll start. We'll start this. Thank <laughs> you.